Okay, we are in Sefer Hosea, Perak Gimel, Pasuk Aleph, Vayomer Hashem Eli, Odlech Ahev Isha. So, we have already seen in the first two Prakim that Hosea, more than any other Navi, swings like a pendulum back and forth between tochacha, rebuke, and dire warnings, and nechama, consolation. As we say, all the Nevi'im we've learned, Yishayahu, Yirmiyahu, Yecheskel, they all integrated, but none have these wide pendulum swings in such sort of space. So as an example, we ended Perak Aleph, uh, of Hosea with the Navi saying Kiatem uh, Loami we, we saw that he has to marry a, a prostitute he has three children with them with very significant symbolic names like Israel Lo Yami, Lo Ruchama and so the Navi ends that pair by Yomar Krasmo Loami, call that third child Loami, you are not my nation. Kiatem Loami, you are not my nation any longer. Anochi Lo Eyelochem, and I will not be for you your God. Very harsh uh, ending to the parrot, but immediately parrot bays the next sentence. Says Israel the children of Israel will be like the sands of the sea, they cannot be counted. And instead of being told that you are not my nation, you are the children of a living God. So we see the switch from one sentence. And if that's not enough, the end of Perak Bays says, um, again, in, that I will call you my nation. Uh, I will say you are my people. You will say you are my God. We end on a beautiful utopian vision of... Um, the oneness between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael, ending, of course, with that beautiful bracha we say every morning when we put on Trillin, uh, that I take you as a, as a bride in Amuna, in Mishpat, in Ava. And so that ends beautifully. And then our sentence today begins, Perek Gimel, Vayomer Hashem Eli, he is to take another bride who is symbolic of the treachery and the adultery uh, of B'nai Yisrael. And so the Radak uh, observes there, and let me read it to you. Right after he spoke such beautiful words of consolation, he goes back to terrible rebuke. 
Keneged b'nei Doro, against the people of Israel. V'chein derech hanvim, says the Radach, this is stylistically um, a characteristic of Nevi'im, l'dorar b'dreim tochachov v'nechama, tochachov v'nechama, that yes, but no one does it with the, as we say, the wide swings of the pendulum so fast as um, uh, Hosea, excuse me. So, now we're going to have a five-sentence parrot. <coughs> parrot Gimel is five sukkim, but it is packed with significance, with issues, with commentary. We saw in Perak Aleph, Hosea is commanded to do the mushal, a parable, taking a woman who is a known prostitute, having three children with her. We know she's led an adulterous life. We're not sure who the children are. The children are all given names that rebuke B'nai Yisrael. And of course, the metaphor is obvious. B'nai Yisrael in their relationship with the Kaddish Baruch has been a prostitute abandoning him. Adultery is a common metaphor for the B'nai Yisrael betraying God. Now in Perak Gimel, again, Hosea is commanded to take another woman. And again, a prostitute. This time, not in marriage. So let's go to the psukim and see if we can gain why the seeming repetition here. Vayomer Hashem Eli, and remember now he's speaking Hosea in the first person. Kaddish Baruch said to me, Odloch Ehav Isha Ahuvas Rea. Once again, you are to take a woman who is of questionable virtue, more significantly, she is a known prostitute. Uh, and we are not sure the Mephoshim is, her history has been adulterous, or even after you take her, she will be adulterous, but you are not to take her in marriage. You are to take her in something less than marriage, a, a relationship. And it is like the love of the Kaddish Baruch Hu from B'nai Yisrael. They look to other gods. Strange phrase. They love the fruit of the grapes. They are addicted to wine. What are we talking about? First of all, is this a real nevuah? Or is it, as the Rambam frequently says, a Mara Nevoah, the vision of a Nevoah? And we saw we're divided whether Radak says, no, this is real, that's the first one. Here, both seem to agree, both the Radak and Rambam, of course, that this is a vision. And some say it is directed, of course, to his contemporary generation, Hoshea, was before the destruction of the first temple. Others say no. The Malbin says in particular that it is directed over the head of this generation to the Jews when they are in exile. And we're going to see what is the basis of it. So he's told to acquire a woman, not in marriage, who is a notorious Zona, and to love her. Now as to Avea Shishe Anovim, what does that mean? Rashi says... 
they, they are into wine. Radak says it's, it's Gashmius. Uh, Abarmanel has a beautiful parish saying that what's going to happen is when they ultimately do tshuva, the Kaddish Baruch will forgive their sins as if they were intoxicated. It's not their fault. It's, it's the shogun. Uh, so we see that before Shem are all over, but what is interesting, and of course the Radak says this is Gashmius, their, their intoxication with wine, that we're talking, as the Malbin says, into Golos. They are in exile now. The relationship between the Kaddish Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael will be something less, in fact, a lot less, than a marriage. That's why he's not to marry her. It is to be a love relationship, as it will be in Golos, but it is far less than the bond of marriage, as we will see. Continues, And so I acquired her with 15 talents of silver, the chomer sa'orim, a chomer of barley, and lesech sa'orim, a lesech of barley. He makes a kenyan. He doesn't acquire her, we say, in the suim. But he makes a Kenyan, and the Mephoshim are all over the significance here, the numbers. What does 15 mean? Some say 15 are the Avos, uh, the three Avos plus the 12 Shvatim. Some say 15 is Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam plus the 12 Shvatim. Some say there are 15 Nevi'im who prophesied as to the final destruction. Some say the 15th is the 15th of Nisan, where uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu seals the covenant in Egypt on the 15th of Nisan. So it is, although some say, by the way, Nisan in Gematria is Kesef, and so that's where you get the 15th. Barley, on the other hand, why barley? Barley is the Lechem Behema. Barley is of animals. Uh, and so wheat is much more hush of wheat is the lechem hapanim. Barley is what they deserve, what they're eating. That's the situation they're in. Um, so what the Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying that yes, if you refrain, let's take Pesach Gimel first. If, you will refrain, Yomim Rabim Teshrili, Lotizni, when I took her, I told, stay with me, be faithful to me, Lotizni, Velotiel Ish, don't go to another man, Begam Ani Elecha, and I will be to you in that relationship. And so if you follow the Malbin, who is saying, you're talking to the exile, and you're saying, yes, it will not be the same relationship, but if you refrain from idolatry, I will also have to refrain, I will refrain as well from showing you my divine presence for the Shekhinah in exile. It will be something much less than our relationship, but will be a relationship. I will never abandon you. In other words, conditionally, if you 
give up the Avodah you give up what is the metaphor for the Yotatzah's relationship, yes, while I'm giving up the direct appearance of the Shekhinah, and I may seem to be doing Hester Panim, do not worry, I am with you uh, all the way. Now, for many days, Bnei Israel will dwell, and this certainly buttresses the Malbin's contention that we're speaking to the Jews in exile. Many days, Yeshu Bnei Israel, ain Melech, there's no king, the Ain Sar, there is no officer, the Ain Zevach, there is no carbon, the Ain Matseva, in Matseva could mean there is no altars to the Baal. The uh, ain aphod. There is no aphod. Aphod is the beged of the kahuna that the kohen wore, the breastplate, and it's significant because the aphod contained the urim v'tumim, which was able by divine guidance to guide Bnei Yisrael into making the key decisions of war, life, death. You will not have that. You are not going to have any of these accoutrements in exile. Uh, the truffin, even the icons, and we know that when Bnei Israel goes into exile, they do end much of the Avodah Zorah. So that if you will make this agreement with me, I will make it with you that yes, the outward trappings that we had of a Mikdash a king, you will not have, but I am still with you. Also, the Mephoshim tell us each beged of the Kohen is machaper for a different Avera. The, the uh, Avnate is machaper Avodah Zorah, and that's what indeed the Mephoshim say we saw in Golos. So now, Achar, after this, after this long period in exile, Yeshuvu Bnei Yisrael, Bnei Yisrael will return. So now here, after the Tochacha comes beautiful Nechama, you will come back. Uvikshu Hashem, you will seek the Kaddish Baruch your God. There's David Malcolm, you will seek David, your king. Ufachadu El Hashem, you will be in Yira before God, Bel Tubo, and in his goodness, Ba'akris Hayomim, in the end of the, uh, days. The Radak has a beautiful parish there that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai says, uh, we'll say it out, says that there were three things that Bnei Yisrael rejected in the time of Yeruvah. Yeruvah was that evil first king who separated the ten tribes. And what the ten tribes is would hate three things. They hated Malchus Shamayim, they hated Malchus David, and they hated the Mikdash. They separated themselves from the Mikdash. Here, this Pasuk is saying in the exact order, when you return, you will seek Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's you will come back to Malchus Shamayim. You will seek David Malcolm. That's Malchus David. Upachtu el Hashem el You will tremble before God. That is in the Mikdash. So what Hosea is saying, we will end this with you will come back stronger than ever. God will never desert you. You are assured that you will be built again. The temple, the mikdash, and the relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Tomorrow, unfortunately, we go back to Tochacha. At least we begin with that. 8.45 a.m. You won't want to miss it. 
आख्यान है